the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Edward Jones. Welcome to Bisberg. I'm your host, Gary Dixon. Glad to have you with us on this edition of Bisberg. And today, we're speaking with a special guest, Joe Ford. He's a financial advisor with Edward Jones. Welcome to the program. We're glad to have you here today. Well, thank you. It's good to be here. Let me uh, start, as I usually do on this program, by asking you to tell our audience a little bit about yourself and the business, Edward Jones. Well, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm local. I grew up here in uh, Franklin Park. And um, uh, my wife and I have a home now in uh, Sarver, and uh, where we've raised uh, four children. Mm-hmm. And uh, they are—we're uh, now getting to be that empty nest stage of life. And yeah. uh, uh, my oldest son is also a financial advisor uh, with Edward Jones in Johnstown. How about that? So different offices, but the same company, huh? Yeah, and and in fact, my my wife Amy is a office branch office administrator with Edward Jones up in Catanning. So it's sort of a family affair. So Edward Jones, good company, I guess. Uh, <laughs> yes, it is. You certainly uh, are doing well with uh, Edward Jones. So about the company itself, I know it's been around for a long time, right? Yes. You know, uh, Edward Jones was established back in 1922. And you know, when I think of Edward Jones and the growth it's had to the years, I really think of Mr. Jones' son, Ted. Ted saw that people in rural and suburban areas alike needed to prepare for their financial futures. Mm-hmm. And he truly believed that everyone deserved access to a financial advisor uh, that was local, that was living in their community, and who would take the time to understand and address their individual needs. And I have to tell you, that's one of the things I love about our firm is that as an Edward Jones advisor, you know, I am living and working in the community that I serve. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's been a very successful model. Uh, today, Edward Jones has more than 16,000 offices in all 50 states and throughout Canada. In fact, we now have um, more branches than any other brokerage firm in the country. And we serve more than 7 million clients throughout North America and uh, manage over $1 trillion in client assets. Wow, that's uh, pretty successful. 16,000 offices? Yes. That's amazing success. And uh, I always like to associate myself with businesses who are doing well, and obviously Edward Jones is. So you being a financial advisor, so somebody listening to a program right now is, as many of us do, know that at some point you need to be speaking with a financial advisor. It's, uh, well, it's advised, as a matter of fact. If you're uh, thinking about that, uh, what what do you think people should be looking for in a financial advisor? You know, I believe that when someone is looking for an advisor, I think what they're looking for is relatively universal. I think people are looking for someone who will take the time to listen, uh, take the time to understand them, understand their goals, and really also understand their fears and concerns. I mean, enough, get to knowing them, I think, is very important. If you know them and you know what's important to them, uh, then you can work very effectively to help them achieve their goals. So what do you believe makes a successful investing plan? You know, I I believe successful investing requires deciding, well, first on what you're trying to achieve and then outlining the steps to get there. It also requires discipline. And yes, it requires a little bit of patience. 
And that's why I recommend having a documented, written investment strategy in place to provide all of these. Before a financial advisor can discuss a strategy, I believe they need to get to know you and understand what you want to accomplish. And that's because your financial strategy should be based on you. I have to tell you, when I sit down with a client, there's nothing more important that I do than understanding what's important to that client. Mm -hmm. Only then can I work with them to build personalized strategies and the specific actions needed to achieve their goal. And as far as strategy goes, you know, it's also client-centric. It should be based on uh, their long-term goals, their length of time to invest, their comfort level with risk. So why do you think somebody should use a financial advisor? Well, I find that most people don't have just one goal. They have multiple goals, and that could be uh, preparing for retirement or planning for their children's education, transferring wealth from one generation to the next, or maybe it's protecting your family's future when the unexpected occurs, and we can do that through life insurance or long-term care. That's why it's so important to work with a financial advisor, because they can help you outline and prioritize those goals. And your strategy can then serve as a guide and help you remain on track during periods of market ups and downs. Mm -hmm. The financial advisor will partner with you and your family throughout your life. And during that process, they're going to revisit your goals and revisit your risk tolerance and the strategy that you developed to help you keep on track. Well, what separates Edward Jones from other financial advisory firms? Well, first, the firm serves just one client, and that's the serious, long-term individual investor. Uh, Second, the firm's investment philosophy emphasizes quality and a well-balanced portfolio. And lastly, we believe personal relationships are, are truly key. You see, Edward Jones appeals to a careful and considering kind of investor who prefers a long-term relationship with their financial services firm. You know, one of the biggest advantages we have here at Edward Jones is that we are employee-owned. Now, this structure is one that I think generates a feeling of responsibility in our employees to do their best and take pride in their work. And also, for me, it means as an advisor that I'm not beholden to a board of directors or a CEO. My concern is for the clients that I work for, and um, I think that's the way it should be. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons Edward Jones has been so successful is our commitment to our clients and our associates alike. Um, Gary, are you familiar with J.D. Power? Oh, the, yeah, I've heard of it. You always sure. see them on TV, the yeah. rate they rate products and services. Edward Jones has been rated uh, highest in employee advisor satisfaction among financial investment firms 11 times in a row, uh, and most recently here in 2020. And uh, we've also ranked number one among investment firms for customer experience in the U.S. Customer Index, and that's the fifth consecutive year that we've received that highest spot on the index. I'm going to ask you in just a moment to uh, walk me through what a usual appointment may look like. But first, let me tell those listening, you're listening to Bisberg. That's the program. I'm Gary Dixon, and we're speaking with Joe Ford. He is a financial advisor with Edward Jones. And their website is edwardjones.com slash joe hyphen Ford. And the phone number is 724-443-1910. I'll repeat that information another time or two throughout the program. So let's get back to uh, that walkthrough of, you know, what an appointment is going to look like. Well, to have a clear outlook on your future, we would first have to evaluate where you are today 
Uh, only then can you begin to set clear and measurable goals for where you'd like to be. So when your goals have been determined, then we can help evaluate whether they're realistic based upon your time horizon and the investments that you're going to be comfortable with. We can then help you decide what tools and strategies can help you reach your goal. The more you know about the tools and strategies available to you, the more you understand where your money is going and what your money is actually doing for you. What would you say is a common mistake made by investors? You may have heard stories of fortunes made on one or two trades. However, most successful individual investors, they make their money over time. And we believe the most consistent, successful investment strategy is to own a well-diversified portfolio of quality investments and to plan to own those investments for the long term. Now, one of the biggest mistakes investors tend to make is trying to time the market. And this may involve moving money in and out in response to maybe a short-term decline or the latest prediction that you've heard on, on TV. Unfortunately, this usually results in getting in and out of the market at the wrong time, and this can cost you both time and money. Uh, this results in lower returns over time. Maintaining the long-term perspective, that can help you ignore that constant noise in the markets and stay invested. So we recommend owning a diversified portfolio based on your goals, but also based on how much risk that you're prepared to take. So this can better prepare you to weather potential short-term issues in the economy and the markets. Over time, yes, your goals may change, or certain investments may not work out and they may need to be replaced, but it's important to make changes for the right reasons, not simply because stocks or other investments may have dropped in price. In general, don't sell quality investments that may have recently underperformed but still play a key role in your asset allocation. Mm -hmm. So I would say, remember, all investments don't move up or down at the same time. That's why diversification can help smooth the ups and downs of the market. Keep a long-term perspective and your long-term goals in mind as you review performance of your portfolio. Well, that's why you need a financial advisor. This is all so complicated to, uh, to most of us. Now, we often hear, uh, Joe, about people talking about the importance of a balanced portfolio. Can you talk to me about that? Sure. You know, when we think of balance, balance is important in many areas of your life. We, we strive to have a, a balance in work and our family life. We, we know the importance of a balanced diet. The same can be said for your investments. That's why working together to review your investment mix on a regular basis is really important. Uh, when developing a financial strategy, we focus on your asset allocation. So this is designed to align your comfort level with risk and position you to achieve your long-term financial goals. But depending on how your investments perform, your portfolio's allocation could drift from your initial objectives. Mm -hmm. In other words, you could be taking too much or too little risk relative to what we initially stated that that you were willing to accept. For example, if stocks outperform for a number of years, you could have much more stocks than you initially intended. So rebalancing is the process of reallocating those investments to reduce areas where they're overweight or adding to areas where they're underweight. So rebalancing your portfolio will keep your portfolio aligned with your goals and also with your comfort with risk. Mm -hmm. And it'll also help to take emotions out of your investing decisions um, because rebalancing can run counter to our emotions. It can force us to sell some investments that may have performed really well in the recent past 
and also add to asset classes that may have underperformed. Even though it's somewhat counterintuitive, if you don't rebalance proactively, I think you'll find the market tends to do it for you, like during a market downturn, which can be very uncomfortable and many times a costly process. So by rebalancing on a regular basis, you can ensure that your portfolio remains aligned with your objectives, with how much risk you're actually willing to take. And this can help you remain on track, again, to reach those long-term goals. So you've talked about planning for the unexpected. What uh, life events, although I think I can come up with a few in my head, but what life events are we talking about here? Well, no matter what stage of life you're in, you know, unforeseen events can happen, and uh, they could derail what you're working so hard to achieve. Um, that's why it's so important to be prepared for the unexpected. You can't predict the future, mm-hmm. but we can prepare for it. So regardless of where you are in your life, we recommend certain strategies to help you and your family prepare for unexpected events. So first, uh, create an emergency fund, you know, something that will provide your family a financial cushion if you lose your job or if you just have you know, unexpected expenses. Mm-hmm. Uh, next would be um, think about insurance options. You know, we insure things that are too expensive to replace. We insure our health. We insure our home. But don't forget about having insurance in case something happens to you and your ability to earn income in the future, which would include having an appropriate amount of of life insurance. And then, of course, um, in that preparation is also planning your estate. Regardless of how much money you have, an estate plan can help communicate your wishes for your loved ones should something happen to you. So how you address the unexpected will evolve over time as your goals change. You know, when we're younger, you know, our goal may be to make sure that our family has the financial resources should something happen to us. Mm-hmm. But as we approach retirement, the focus may begin to shift towards financial security that you've created for yourself and your family. And then when your thoughts turn to uh, passing along your legacy, well, it's crucial to ensure changes in your life or changes in uh, tax laws don't render those strategies obsolete. So uh, by preparing for the unexpected and building your strategy to address it, you know, you'll be better positioned to handle the inevitable bumps that life is going to throw our way. Yeah, and what a peace of mind you, you get in the process, and that is worth so much. This is a tumultuous time, Joe, we're going through right now with everything going on in the world, politically, economically. Is this a good time to invest? Well, when investing, I mean, you're right. There are a lot of things out there that we cannot control. Uh, you know, for instance, we can't influence the day-to-day fluctuations of the market, uh, the economy, uh, the ever-changing political environment, or what's going on in the world with the uh, with the coronavirus. The good news is you don't have to. Too often, uh, investors become distracted by the latest headline or expert prediction. We believe one of the keys to success is to ignore those predictions. Instead, base your decisions on time-tested investment principles. Uh, these include diversifying your portfolio, owning quality investments, and maintaining a long-term perspective. What often prevents investors from reaching their goals is not the market fluctuation. It's their reaction to the market fluctuation. They tend to buy when markets are up and they feel good about the market. But then they tend to sell during declines, moving to cash when there's a lot of fear. 
Well, essentially what they end up doing is buying high and selling low, and then it's no surprise, but that is not a successful long-term strategy. No, I guess that would not be. So you're saying uh, basically not to let emotions control your investment decisions, right? Exactly, exactly. So when an inevitable economic, political, or market-related shock occurs, ask yourself this question. How does this affect my long-term goals? If your goals haven't changed and the events don't change our long-term outlook, there probably isn't a reason to make changes to your strategy. In fact, these declines often present good opportunities for long-term investors, and we recommend you use these declines to your advantage because, you know, if there's a decline in the market, it is an excellent buying opportunity. Uh, how often do you do you think we should uh, review our investments or our investment strategy? Well, the one constant that we have in our life is change, and our goals are going to change over time. So while our, our life will change over time, whether it's a new job, it could be an addition to the family, uh, retirement, or maybe something unexpected, the strategy will need to adapt. And this is where the review becomes really, really important. Developing your strategy is only the beginning. Um, The financial advisor will review that strategy with you on a regular basis. Again, your goals evolve over time and your strategy has to adapt. But even if your goals don't change, you'll want to review them in the context of your investment performance to ensure that you remain on track and, again, to rebalance those investments as as necessary. Uh, During each review... uh, Working with a financial advisor would help to ensure your portfolio is still aligning with your objectives and your comfort level with risk. But that's not the only thing to address. You'll want to discuss uh, other review items such as insurance coverage and beneficiaries to help ensure that these continue to adapt to your needs over time. So you may determine that you're on track or decide that you may need to make adjustments to get back on track. It's an ongoing process, but you don't need to do it alone. Your financial advisor is your long-term partner, and by working together to regularly review your strategy and make the adjustments you need, you can have a clear picture of where you stand and also where you need to be to help reach your goals. When you have a goal like, say, preparing for retirement or saving for your children's education, how do you know if you're on track? Good question. I think so many people save for a particular goal, whether it be retirement or their children's education. But there's no target. They don't know exactly how much they need. They're Mm -hmm. putting money back. Mm -hmm. But are they sure that that's going to allow them to reach their goal? Probably not. So let's talk about preparing for college education. Okay. You know, I have four children. I've been paying college tuition for the last 14 years. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I have one one year left. We're we're throwing a party. Um, And it's been a challenge, I don't mind telling you. But when we look at education, we look at the age of your child and um, how much much you plan on paying for. So some parents may say, well, my goal is to pay for 50% of the cost or 75%, whatever that might be. And then we can look at a specific school or an average of public or private schools. And then we can determine how much would you need to put back on a monthly basis into, let's say, a 529 college plan to meet that goal. And, you know, when we review regularly, we can determine how close are we? Are we gaining ground on this? Do we do we need to adjust our plan so that when your child turns 18, that the funds are going to be there for him to, to realize the goal of, of that education? Um, 
And of course, just to mention the advantage of a, a 529 for further education is that it grows tax deferred. And as long as the funds that are withdrawn are used for qualified educational expenses, they are federally tax-free. So it's a, it's a great vehicle for education. But again, the important thing is, I think, is to have a defined target and to know how close you are to reaching that target. We use, by the way, this same process. We call it financial foundation. And we use that same process when we look at planning for retirement. We just look at different variables. We'll look at the client's stage of life, their age, their wage, any assets or liabilities they have. And then we determine what age would they like to retire. And here's the big question. What would they like to spend in retirement to maintain their quality of life? So many people haven't thought about that about that question. And um, assuming they're blessed with a good long life and live to at least age 90, are they on track to meet that goal? Or are they going to encounter a shortfall? And, and when is that shortfall projected to happen? It's very important to go through that process. What if there is a shortfall? What what do we do? Well, then we have several variables we can work with. Uh, you can save more money towards your retirement. Uh, we can make work longer or spend less in retirement. Usually it's, it's a process of maybe a little of all three of those. And we can develop a plan to narrow that gap so that we become fully funded in, in retirement. Our guest today is Joe Ford, a financial advisor. He works with uh, the company you've, I'm sure, heard of called Edward Jones. Their website is edwardjones.com slash joe hyphen Ford. And we all know how to spell Joe Ford. Luckily, it's not a hard name. The phone number is 724-443-1910. That's 724-443-1910. So, Joe, earlier in our conversation, you referenced the fact that with Edward Jones, you and the company are uh, living and working in communities, the same communities you serve. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about how you and Edward Jones do that. Well, let me give you an example. Um, People Magazine ranked Edward Jones uh, number five on the 50 companies that care. Now, this honor recognizes outstanding companies that, yes, they've succeeded in business, while also demonstrating respect and compassion and concern for their communities, their employees, and their environment. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the ways that Edward Jones has demonstrated that and, um, is that Edward Jones is the national sponsor in the fight against Alzheimer's. Okay. Um, in fact, since 2016, Edward Jones has raised, I believe, over $9 million for Alzheimer's research, and we have... I believe our 2021 goal was uh, $3 million. And, um, you know, uh, Alzheimer's is just a particularly vicious disease. It, it, it's uh, debilitating and can be long-term. And what we see so many times is that if the family doesn't have long-term care provisions uh, for that individual that's ill, it can really take everything that they've amassed yeah, and they've worked so hard for yeah. and uh, for their, to live in retirement, and that goes for the care of their loved one. And um, so it's it's so important to make some provisions for long-term care in that you know, unfortunate eventuality. I believe I've read that 70-some percent, might be 73 or something percent of people will at some point in their life use long-term care or be in long-term care. So it's something that affects so many people, and uh, you have to be prepared for that as well. Right? Oh, you're 100% right. And when you think about the things that we insure, you know, we mm-hmm. we insure our homes, you know, but 
percentage-wise, statistically-wise, you know, what's the what's the likelihood that our house is going to you know burn down? Burn down? Right. Uh, not much, but we have that insurance. Whereas right. statistically, the number of people. Uh, you know, over 70 years old that will need some type of long-term care are so much higher, and yet we don't uh, always have that provision in place uh, to take care of that. Well, we don't want us to uh, try to bet on the fact that maybe we'll be one of the 25% or whatever out there who who don't use it. The odds are really stacked against us there. So it's just another thing you need to make sure you're prepared for. And somebody like Joe Ford, a financial advisor, can uh, help you make sure you are indeed prepared for that. And the peace of mind, I referenced that earlier, but the peace of mind that comes with knowing your financial affairs are in order and you're prepared for a number of different things that could happen in later life especially. It is so comforting. Uh, it may be a, a conversation you feel uncomfortable having or thinking about what could go wrong, like long-term care. But just imagine walking out of the office after you've met with Joe Ford, knowing that you have a plan in place that will prepare you for that. What a great comfort. It is. It is. And uh, uh, I think a lot of times what keeps people from looking at, 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 these, uh, at these issues, I had, a, I had a woman, she was a single mother, and I kept saying, you know, we re- really ought to talk about that retirement plan. And uh, she finally said, you know what, I'll come in, but I don't want to because I'm afraid that it's not going to be a good picture. And um, she came in and we went through the process and she did have a shortfall, but we put together a plan that would narrow that that shortfall, that that gap she had. And when she left, she said, you know, I've been afraid of this for so long. And she said to me, I've slayed the dragon. I no longer have to be fearful. I now know what it is and I know what I need to do to fix it. Well, uh, that is the way it goes. Again, planning is everything, isn't it? We've been speaking with Joe Ford. Joe is a financial advisor with the company Edward Jones. Their website, edwardjones.com slash Joe hyphen Ford. Phone number is 724-443-1910. Today's program sponsored by Edward Jones. Joe, thank you very much for your time and being with us today here on Bisberg. It's been my pleasure. We'll see you next time. 